Welcome to Shay's Heart to Heart Podcast. This is a place where you will get an experience, not just advice. There's so many podcasters out there right now that's giving advice. But you have a story. We all have a story to tell. And whatever your story is, I hope that this is the podcast for you. This podcast will bring to light those things that's in the dark about God, about relationships, about yourself. And I really do hope that this podcast brings us to a place to want to live a higher, more conscious, more God-like life. I'm a family woman. I have been separated, divorced, and I have some life experiences. And I simply speak from my own experiences and from the experiences of others. I hope that this podcast enlightens and be a light in the darkness. Welcome to Shay's Heart to Heart. Shays are fam. What's up? How y'all doing today? Like, y'all my best friend. How y'all doing? I know y'all don't see y'all selves as my best friend, but guess what? If you listen to this podcast, then you know more about me than my own family do so. We best friends. Hey, best friend. But anyways, I'm feeling good today. I'm I'm feeling energized. You know, today is a whole new day. I'm just ready to take on today. Let's take on let's take on everything, all right? Let's finish energized. I want to just remind us that we are worthy of love. We are worthy of knowing that we are appreciated. We're worthy of compliments. We are worthy of healthy relationships. People that I mean we need relationships. We, we are worthy of relationships that feel like honey, y'all. We are worthy. Nobody nobody got time for to- toxic relationships where people don't know what they want. 
But yeah, where are they? So this, 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 I am where to be loved the, the right way the first time, not the fifth, sixth, and tenth time. And then you finally got yourself. Nobody got time sitting here waiting on somebody to get themselves right when they, when they grown. No, you should have been taking all this time while you sing and get yourself together. All right. That's, that's, that's Shay verse for the day. Just say these affirmations. I promise you. Once you level up and start loving yourself and you teaching other people how to do that, okay? But today I want to speak about bleeding on people. You know, I'm sure we've all got a cut. We've all had to deal with something or something. Got a scrap, got a you got a scab from falling off the bike, off skates or something. Somebody hits you in the mouth and knocked your teeth out. Blood. We bleed, we bleed red over here, okay? All right, so what I'm saying is, you know, and you bled before. But I want to speak about some, I want to speak about bleeding from the inside. See, when people bleed from the inside, they die faster. There, it was a scene of God's not dead. I, I believe it's the first one. The the professor died. He was bleeding from the inside. The car had crashed his ribs or something. And y'all, the man died almost immediately. See, when you have things on the inside, it affects so much. It affects you at a level that you probably can't can't understand. And the thing is. We all bleed on somebody. We bleed. <laughs> I wish I could say I never bleed on somebody. I, I bleed on so many people. I've vented to people and given my issues and I feel better, but they began to feel mine. They, they weren't responsible for the cut. How many times we bleed on the people around us, complete strangers, you know, people that may vent to somebody, you're bleeding on them. Some people, some like a lot of us project, project our issues. We're bleeding on them. When we're going through our healing stages and someone is there to hold our hand through it, they're bleeding, like they're bleeding on us. But guess what? Some people don't mind being bled on. Because they know that it's healing that's happening. A wound will have to bleed out. Blood is going to have to be exposed to something before it begins to heal and form a scab. But the issue is that so many of us put bandages on, on, our, on, 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 on our scars or wounds. And then when we begin to go through things and and those things resurface back up. Those things move back up to the surface. Those things we press down, we press down, suppressed. Then that bandage is not enough. You can't put a bandage on everything. Sometimes you gotta let it be ugly, bleed out. You know what I mean? Sometimes you gotta pop that bone back in place. Some of y'all fellas know what I mean. Shoot. 
Sometimes you got to stretch that thing out. Sometimes you got to feel that muscle. Sometimes you have to feel that. If you're in a gym and you're creating more muscle, or you, or you just say you're working out, just say you're working out in a way you never had before. What usually happens is, you know, your body or, or, or your bones, I think your joints, bones or joints, they create tears. And these tears cause pain. That's where you're sore and achy. Do you know what actually could help you with that? Protein. Protein is like the, the, the mason or like the builder of those muscles. It's rebuilding the new muscles. Okay? It's like the bricklayer. And so when we're going through life and we're getting these new muscles and these, you know, we're working out parts of our brain that we didn't use, parts of our arm and parts of our belief systems and all this stuff, all these things are being rearranged and stretched. We don't realize what's happening. And even when we pray and ask God, to expand my territory. What you're asking God to stretch me? That means it's going to be some scratch marks somewhere, baby. And anyone that's ever had any children, you know you have some scratch marks. Even without children. If you gain and lost weight, you have a scratch mark somewhere. Because that, because the skin had expanded. And that's, what, that's, that's where scratch, mark, scratch marks come from. Because the skin scratched. <laughs> oh... Oh, uh, this thing. I don't know. It's it sounds better than me, probably y'all. I don't know. It's encouraging. It's 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 my help more probably than your help. But the thing about bleeding on somebody, when things are being scratched and things are being exposed, a lot of times, God will rip that bandage off, and God will use that person that's closest to you to be a mirror. And to remind you, hey, I need to heal. Hey, I messed up. Hey, there's some things about me that I need to work on right now. And a lot of times, y'all, we don't like we don't like people telling us what to do. Because we don't want to think nothing wrong with us. But some of us, we're like seconds from being on pills and 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 and, and mental medicine. I'm just gonna say mental medicine. Because some of us are really crazy. And I, I don't like calling me. We are like crazy. Like for real, they're crazy. We may have some some manner, mannerisms or some way we do things that's totally lunatic. Like like if, if we actually looked at it, we, we, we all need to be in some type of mental asylum. And some of us have been through worse. And, it, and it's partially because of the stuff we've been through, y'all. It's not even our fault. It's our parents' fault. It's society's fault because some of us, some of us have had to deal with pressure that honestly we didn't want to deal with. Some of us had to raise our siblings. Some of us had to make sure nobody opened that door. We've had, we've been through some stuff. We've had to deal with seeing more people die. Some people seen their loved ones die in front of them by, by a gun. Some people have seen some horrible things in their lives. And society wants us to go on as if we see these things. Now we jacked up. If you ever been whooped by a stitch cord, a belt, in, uh, in, in a shoe, 
Yeah. Hey, it did something to our brain. Okay, we all need to go and get ourselves checked out mentally at some point in your life. And it's okay. Shoot, I know I I was seeing a therapist. I was seeing a therapist for a great deal of my life. Since I probably, well, I was 10. I don't know. I, don't know. I had to be 14. So I'm not crazy. Shoot, at one point in time I was crazy. I was. So therapy has helped. That's the reason why I have podcasts now. Okay, so it's okay. We're a little crazy some days. Some of, some of us look bipolar. We don't know what we want. A double mind man get nothing, right? And sometimes we're bleeding on people. And sometimes we don't realize we don't realize how our cuckoo-ness is affecting others. <laughs> and in relationships, especially being a parent. I know, you know, being a parent is one of the greatest blessings because I can now see how I can bleed on my children because I'm up here projecting how I feel on them and they did nothing. They didn't even chill it. I'm in there yelling. Ah! Why though? Because I'm projecting their frustration and pain and, and anger towards them because they're the closest to me. And it's, I don't know why it's so easy to project negative feelings on people that's closest to us. We are. Somebody may have cussed us out at the job. We come home and want to cuss out our family. We project. We act. And it's like, because we could not cuss them out because we need our job. We, 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 the, the person that we knew that it would affect the worst have to deal with it. We're bleeding. And we are putting bandages on it. And it's looking ugly and gruesome. Rip that stuff off and let it heal, man. Let it heal, sis. I know that person hurt you. I know that person said some things. That person did some things that's, that was totally inhumane. And they constantly want you to let them back in their life. Like, what is wrong with these ninjas? Do you realize what you said that was hurtful? You know, and some people, they really don't know. Because they're a little slow. They look slow, and some people are slow. And I don't mean slow in a retarded way. I mean, some people just don't know how to process their thoughts. Some people are emotionally immature. So how they think is in a very slow way. Their thoughts don't process in a fast speed. I don't mean to offend anybody. I mean, it is what it is. If you find offense, just listen to the next word. I mean, we have to be able to self-soothe ourselves. And I think that's a big part. And, and when we look into our childhoods, our attachment styles comes from what we've been through as children. And a lot of times, y'all, it depends on whether or not our parent or someone was there for us. And I'm not trying to place blame. I'm not trying to make somebody feel bad. But our guardians and how we were raised, it really shows up later in our adulthood. There are three attachment styles, and it's how we love. And this is really no, 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 no. It's how we attach to the people, things, and circumstances around us. It's behaviors that we may have. 
got three styles. There's anxious, preoccupied. Those are people who worry, who is anxious, who are people pleasers. They'll do anything. They cling to their partner. The avoidance. There are people who, who, who are independent. They've had to deal with things by themselves. And because you've had to deal with things by yourself and you've been through the rough and toughs by yourself, when you go through things and if, if you're in a relationship, you begin to avoid or distance yourself from people. And you don't realize by you distance yourself from being in hermit mode, you are not allowing those people to be there with you. Even if you are just the type of person that's in a, in a like, you don't like hugs or you're an introvert. You don't like talking to people. Even just someone being in your same space, just being quiet may help you. And you become so independent because you've had to take care of everybody else. You took care of the kids. You took care of the parents. Your parents, you emotionally carried everyone. And so now in your, in your adulthood, you're doing that. You're emotionally carrying everyone. And it's like in order for you to do it yourself, and because so many people are depending on you, you have to withdraw just to hear yourself sometimes. And some sometimes some people are just pulled in 10 different ways and they will withdraw just to hear just to hear their own voice. Let me see what's going on with me. Maybe, maybe it's not them, it's me. And it's, then it's the last but not least, the secure one. That's the person, that's the most healthy one. That's comfortable. You comfort yourself. You have healthy boundaries. You know, you have issues with intimacy. You're warm. You're loving. You know how to pull back when you need to. You know how to pull forward. You know, we we don't have to always be in the anxious, preoccupied, preoccupied or the fearful, avoided. We can actually become more secure. And it all stems from. Our infants uh, or, or our childhood, the first five years in your life, the, for the first five years, the first three chakras are being formed. The root chakra, the sacral chakra, the, the sacral, excuse me, the root chakra, the sacral, the, <laughs> the sacral chakra, and I believe it's the solar plexus. I could... You know, maybe I got that wrong. But those chakras, like the root chakra is dealing with your survival mode. And a lot of times we are coming out of, you know, how how pain and how we dealt with things and how we survived things. Some of us had toxic homes. Some We didn't have people that, were, that, were, that was there emotionally. We had to emotionally parent ourselves. We had to be physically responsible for others. Some people, they were nurtured. They were good girls, good boys, and, you know, did nothing wrong because they were sheltered and they had a camera. Some people had cameras on them or they had extra eyes on them, so they couldn't do what they really wanted to do, so they suppressed it. So the thing is, as children or as infants, the first five years, those things that happen really shape your attachment style. For example, a child that wasn't cuddled enough will most likely have attachment style where they're clingy. And that's say, no, 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 I'm going to say cuddle. Let's say a child wasn't really, hmm. 
they said a child wasn't wasn't shown enough appreciation, you know, or their appreciation was shown through things they did for others or for their parents. They will most likely have the preoccupied anxious because they because they need the approval of someone in order to feel validated. And validation is so important. So whatever attachment style you may be, you know, then you'll know better what to look for. And a lot of times people with the anxious, preoccupied style usually end up linking with the avoidance style because opposites attract and opposite heal as well. Because if you're the opposite of one another, the avoidant is going to teach the preoccupied how to spend time for themselves. And uh, anxious is going to teach the avoidant how to open up. So the anxious, I mean, I mean, the attachment styles are meant to help us. But if people don't get what attachment style they are, they don't believe in all that, then they will never heal from it. So what does it have to do with bleeding? A lot of times when we're going through healing, we're going through life or we've been through things. Some of us haven't been through a lot or enough to even say we've been through anything. Whatever your journey has led you, it's okay to bleed on people. Because when you bleed on people that care about you, they won't criticize you. They won't look at you like something wrong with you. We all have things that we have to deal with. We're human. But if we're bleeding on people that don't care about us or have genuine interest in us, they're going to make it seem like a chore. And sometimes we have to learn how to just bleed out. We're not going to die because you allow the wound to heal. I know I was bleeding on somebody and I was going through uh, the beginning of my shadow work. And I wasn't trying to bleed on, on him, but I did. And in the midst of me bleeding on him, he was like, I did nothing wrong. Why well, should I be responsible for fixing this? I'm like, you're not responsible. It's that you so happen to be the person that I'm with that I'm bleeding. I'm going to say that again. I don't think people intentionally try to bleed on people. I think the person they're presently with or around they end up experiencing the bleeding because that's when a person bleeds. Like if someone is helping, someone mistakenly cut their finger. Well, the person that's around most likely will get bled on. Even if you didn't cause it. And I believe that we are the healers that others need, even if they didn't cause the brokenness in the first place. And I think that's the hardest part. We want perfect partners, but we are dealing with broken people. And believe it or not, we are their therapists. They're going to bleed on us. They're going to disappoint us. They're going to say things. They're going to do things that's hurtful to us to our very core. That's why forgiveness is so important. And forgiveness is so many reasons, so many definitions. But the one that God gave me a long time ago was seeing past the hurt, pain, and what they did. And going on as if they never did that. 
And the key to loving someone, even though they hurt you, or loving as if you've never been hurt, is to move forward and be in the present moment. Like, on the, like in this present moment. You know, is this thing still going on? How long have this thing been going on? And it's like, you can acknowledge what happened, but also acknowledge your present. The present of the thing. And a lot of times, people want people to change, but people don't have to... Sometimes people need to hit rock bottom for them to change. And that rock bottom may not happen with you. You may have to leave. Even if you, and even if you decide to stay, that rock bottom may happen by God using you. And God... God really spoke to me about, you know, him, him using us. See, God, God doesn't, God don't only, God doesn't only use us with the glamorous things on stage and lights and everything. God also uses us to humble people. And so God would allow us to allow, God would allow us at times to be the victims or be the ones that people are hurting or we hurting them and them being the victim. And God will allow that to happen for the, for the whole premise of the whole thing. Just so people can see that they're hurting someone because truth be told, that's like, that's like, Mother said, you say, I say, I'm hurting myself by hurting you. When someone loves you and they're hurting you and they're conscious of that, that's hurting them more than than it's hurting you. So God is using you to humble them and show them, hey, you're hurting this person you love. You're hurting this person. They're crying. They're sad. They're upset. they're, They're depressed. And their love sometimes will never go away. But you have to make a conscious decision. Do you like how you've been treated? If someone's treating you how you should not be being treated, then you're going to have to get to a place where you realize, well, is this something I really want? Some people stay, some people leave. So we can bleed on people that we end up being with, we can end up bleeding on our next partners or our family, friends, or children, or we can bleed on the people that we're currently with. And if if that person hurts us in some way, we're going to bleed on the next person. You see the cycle? The things that's, that's not, the things that's not addressed within us and the things that's not addressed with, within that relationship or relationships, we're going to, it's going to bleed. We're going to bleed on somebody else because of what the other person did. That's why forgiveness is so important because you put it in the seat forgiveness and you act as if it never happened and you acknowledge it. But the key to forgiveness is asking the person that did the, the, the wrong thing. They should come forth. Like let's say someone breaks up with you and they were wrong. If they call you as if they did nothing, and then they try to make it seem like something wrong with you for not speaking to them once they hurt you, something's wrong with that. Because one, nine times out of ten, they don't want to feel shame. So if you call first, if you do all this other stuff, they play. Some people may play mind games, and they doing all these different things 
to get you to answer first or get you. Then they'll try to make you feel bad for reacting to their abuse. <laughs> As if you're supposed to just take it. And some people have never been told off. Some people have never been correctly checked. So when you get in a relationship with this person, and you're the first person to really check them about their behavior. That's toxic. They don't consider this toxic because people around them accepted it. But just because something is accepted on me, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? So we need to be careful who we bleed on, what we do, how we reject any narcissistic traits. And I want to break this down because I don't want to make it seem like people are not narcissists. A narcissist is, is a terminology, okay? I only know limited information. So I'm not going to pretend like I'm a therapist over here, a psychologist. But from what I have researched and seen and experienced within myself and others, a narcissist is, is someone who's not aware of themselves. And they, they, they have certain traits. And these particular traits may come off or may be labeled as something else. For example, someone that's narcissistic usually is a very selfish person. Everything is for their own good. They don't do things for anyone, even if it's seemingly for the other person, it's for them. <laughs> and I understand self-love, but that's that's like you're using people. You're 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 mooching off their energy, their all this. You do things to make them think that it's really for them, but it's for you. Another attribute, what I found, that's narcissistic, is people that don't take accountability. They don't want to feel the shame and guilt of what they've done, so they play mind games, gaslighting, stonewalling, all that. And last but not least, a narcissist is usually someone, or could be someone, who's really an empath. And a lot of times, hurt people hurt people. So if someone is an empath or someone is very sensitive and they're being hurt by the say a loved one or someone they care about, what will happen more times than none is that that person will begin to take on traits of that person that hurt them. So the person that's identified or someone that may have narcissistic traits may not actually be a narcissist. They may just be simply mirroring the things that they were taught. That's the reason why when you look at what, like when you look at the attributes of a narcissist and you look at the attributes of an empath, an empath is someone who is a sensitive person, someone who's caring, someone who can feel someone's feelings. And it's different, I, it's different terminologies for empaths and narcissists. But a narcissist and an empath it's almost like they're introverted. They're like that. It's like they're they're um a uh, introverted part of one another. For example, uh, a narcissist really is an empath. <laughs> a lot of times, has been hurt, but they're unhealed empaths. 
a lot of narcissists are empaths, unhealed empaths. And a lot of, and a lot of empaths, they are sometimes recovering narcissists. And I remember in my life, my own life, I had to recover from some narcissistic ways. And I displayed them. And I, at one point in time, I thought I was narcissistic. Like, I'm, I'm narcissistic. But when I was acting out of my trauma and things that people have done, and plus the things I've done to others, and others begin to act out on those things, I created narcissists. I, I created a couple of narcissists because of my own past behavior. I have. I have. And that's something I'm not proud of. But I found myself having certain narcissistic, you know, attributes, like such as not being accountable. I found it hard to, to, to ask for forgiveness or, you know, or really owning up to my stuff. Of course, there's deeper things with that because narcissists aren't bad people. I think there's hurt people who's not healed. This is my take on it, okay? But when you're dealing with a certain type of people and they're not healed, they will put that on you. And if you take that thing personal or if you allow it to penetrate you in your energy, you're going to take that on. But I, I'm at a place in my life where when people do me wrong, I don't allow that to change my personality or who I am. I just see that this is who they are. This is These are their, their experiences. It has nothing to do with me. So my superpower is not taking things personal. And not mirroring what other people do to me. That's hurtful to my men. It's like I just, I would just withdraw and not be around them. I'm like, I'm going to be around people that feel good to me. Because right now, I deserve and I'm worthy to be loved the right way. And that's where the transformation comes. But it takes a lot of healing. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm currently... In the, in the space of doing shadow work. I've been doing shadow work for the last month or something. And it's going well. And, I, and you know, I'm saying this in a conscious way, but it's some unconscious thoughts came out because I didn't realize I was acting out in, in some narciss- narcissistic traits. It doesn't make me a narcissist. It means that that's something I learned. And so many narcissists, they learn that behavior. So narcissists really aren't narcissists. They're really empaths that need to be healed. Or they, they, they're people that feel very deeply that's been hurt. And now they're acting out on other folks. And they're afraid of being hurt again. So they repeat these patterns and cycles where no one wants to deal with them. And I understand. So you're going to have to go to therapy. You're going to have to do some self-realization. You're going to have to do some shadow work. You're going to have to deal with some things that happen. You're going to have to face up to those things and forgive some people in yourself. You have to stop bleeding on each other because, you know, eventually somebody's going to have to wash their clothes or change. And change normally happens first with us. And I know we don't want to be initiated all that. I am the initiator. No. No, you're going to have to initiate it. You have to be the inspiration for your partner. And a lot of times, by taking people's stuff and allowing people to get, to, to punch you, eventually, once they see the bruises, 
they're going to realize, like, dang, I did all that. This person ain't done none to me. And when you don't retaliate, when you don't match their energy, oh, my gosh, it's going to make them feel guilty. I don't care what they had. If you don't believe in God, it's going to make you feel guilty somewhere down the line because you're going to realize that person was a good person to me, and I did them dirty. And a lot of times we, we don't realize the power of not giving people their own medicine because a lot of times other people's medicines may be poison, and you may be the medicine or remedy for that poison. When people mistreat you, don't mistreat them. Give them, give, give them a, give them a compassion. When people made you cry, give them a smile, and that's easier said than done. When people hurt you, give them healing. That's if you're in that space. But it's easier said than done because people would do you dirty, and they can't sleep at night. But you don't know it. See, God cares about his sons and daughters. So if someone did you wrong, God's going to deal with them. They're not going to, they're not going to have favor in their life in their lives. And a lot of times, man, the woman is the favorite to the man. That's biblical. So that means that woman comes in your life to bless you and all goodness and great, all goodness will come to your life with the, with the right woman. So if you got a good woman and you mistreated her, you're going to get favor. Have you ever noticed with the right, with the fellas, and even with the ladies? Have you, ladies, uh, yeah, have y'all ever noticed with, when people have anointing or calling on their lives and they are in God and they are just covered by God, like nothing but goodness comes from that, comes with them. But the moment we do them wrong or they do us wrong, that's when all hell break through, break loose. And the reason why it happens is because God is dealing with you. God is showing you, you did that person wrong. Or that person, you, or that person did you wrong. And that person will, will, will miss your energy. Because our presence, our very presence is a, is a gift. Get that. Our presence is a gift. And the fact that our presence is a, a, a gift in, in God's favor to that person when they mistreat our presence, they have to suffer in our absence. And sometimes people don't bleed on people because people are unhealed. People don't want to see a therapist. People don't want to go through and do the journaling work. They want to vent on Facebook and all this other stuff. They want to go to your uncles and everybody. No. Real healing comes from God. Now, God uses other tools like for me, it's crystal stones. It's, I mean, it's yoni eggs. I mean, that, that that was powerful, y'all. I had an experience with obsidian yoni egg. That thing was powerful. People opening to friends, letting them know what's going on with you. Just creating healthy relationships, nurturing those healthy relationships that you that you have. Those people don't want to, they actually care about you. Hey, I'm not feeling good today. Can you pray for me? Hey, I'm not feeling well. I just need you to speak love and light over me. Whatever. And it's like embracing these relationships. People know, hey, something's off. She's not herself. She's not happy. What's going on? And I begin to, you know, let them know what's really going on. And it's those people I trust. But some people don't trust nobody but themselves. Because it's all they had. 
But it's time to stop bleeding on each other, on one another. And it's time to just get the doctor and ask the doctor to take care of that. And you focus on you. And they focus on them. And y'all inspire one another to be healed. And inspiration is the key. They, because you're because you're over there being healed, you're going to inspire them to be healed. And it's for the person that's really desired. So if you're in a headspace where maybe you've been bleeding on people and people bleeding on you, people have hurt you. I want to just say a really, really quick prayer. God, thank you for anyone that's listening to this. I pray for any hurt, any pain, anything that's been done. I pray for those people that's done people wrong, people that's, that's, that's being done wrong. God, may you come into the situation and fix it. May you bring forgiveness. And may God, may you empty and pour out on us favor from north, south, east, and west. And God, give us people who's going to love us unconditionally. We pray this thing in all love. In Jesus' name, amen. Anyways, I love you. Remember, out of the heart. Remember, I always pray with me. Out of heart flows the issues of life. Shay's heart.